You wouldn't believe how this country's changed. First time I seen it, there wasn't a mesquite tree on it. Or a prickly pear, neither. I used to own this land, you know. First time I watered a horse at this tank was more than 40 years ago. I reckon the reason why I always drag you out here is probably I'm just as sentimental as the next fella when it comes to old times. Old times. I brought a young lady swimming out here once, more than 20 years ago. It was after my wife had lost her mind, my boys was dead. Me and this young lady was pretty wild, I guess, and pretty deep. We used to come out here horseback and go swimming without no bathing suits. One day she wanted to swim the horses across this tank. Kind of a crazy thing to do, but we'd done it anyway. She bet me a silver dollar she could beat me across. She did. This old horse I was riding didn't want to take the water. But she was always looking for something to do like that. Something wild. I bet she still got that silver dollar. Whatever happened to her? Oh, she growed up. She was just a girl then, really. Here, let me help you then. Why didn't you ever marry her after your wife died? She was already married. Her and her husband was young and miserable with one another, like so many young married folks are. I thought they'd change with some age, but it didn't turn out that way. Being married always so miserable? No, not really. About 80% of the time, I guess. We ought to go to a real fishing tank next year. I don't need to think about things like that too much. If she was here, I'd probably be just as crazy now as I was then in about five minutes. Isn't that ridiculous? No, it ain't really. Because being crazy about a woman like her is always the right thing to do. <laughs> being a decrepit old bag of bones, that's what's ridiculous. Getting old. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 82, The Last Picture Show. So I don't even remember really where we left off for the year. Well, we didn't intend to take 
uh, a holiday break, but it ended up happening. Yeah. Everyone just deal with it. This is kind of like a reset. Uh, maybe there'll be a little State of the Union address for the new year. What to look forward to for the pod in 2018. Well... We have this episode uh, talking about a movie that I'm sure none of you have seen, and then I think we're going to do exciting. one more episode for us, uh, meaning a non-listener request, yeah. and then we're going to finish up the listener requests. I believe we have three to go. Oof. I know. Maybe we'll do two and then take a break yeah. <laughs> and do something else. Right. I don't know if we want to overload everyone with those three right in a row, uh-huh. but we have three more to get to. We haven't forgotten, forgotten about them. We just wanted to... You know, get a little bit more of our own stuff in here. At we'll the start of 2018. Uh, pumping them out here. Uh, we got a big holiday coming up. Maybe we could backlog some eps. Yeah, well, we still need to get a copy of one of the listener requests. Oh, boy. Well, we'll see what happens. No promises. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so... Whew, it's been a minute. Hope everyone had a fun restful holiday we're just coming out of a deep freeze yeah. up here where we are boo it was uh, not fun um, somehow in all of that cold weather that cold staying in weather we couldn't find time to <laughs> get this episode out sooner but you know yeah a lot going on <laughs> um a lot of movies to see you know yeah we're both hard at work on our best of 2017 lists trying to see as many as we can will contribute to basically what our shortened version of the show that no one cares about (laughs) uh but yeah i mean we we take our best movies of the year lists very seriously yeah some would say maybe too serious well yeah i mean it's not like that's something that we started doing for the show no oh my no it just gives us really another platform to kind of get these out there into the zeitgeist that has people talking i would say you know (laughs) yeah and it's always fun living in a city where a lot of the best of the year possibilities candidates don't even come out until well into the next year that's true so you're coming out with your list months after (laughs) everyone else well it keeps them movie pass busy oh yeah finally getting some mileage out of that so a lot to look forward to uh always a lot of things coming up. I am... Well, it is possible and maybe even likely that some of our listeners do get a little nervous when they see kind of a little bit of an extended break between episodes. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Understandable. Certain <laughs> ones have commented on it, <laughs> but don't worry. I, I Yeah, sometimes people... I think people do get a little nervous. They're like, is it? are we heading into a possible hiatus time again? Well... I mean, I would say this. We are damn close to episode number 100, and you right. know that's a big deal for us. Yeah. So, so I think like once we hit that, then, the concerns can ratchet up a bit. Yeah, then you know all bets are off, yeah. but we got at least, what, 18 more episodes. Right, and they're going to be good ones. And understandably, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that episode 100 will be a big two-part episode. Yeah. Which we haven't really done a two-parter in a while. No, and they always go over so well, so... Well, Roadhouse. That's true. Bug Juice. That's true. Holy true shit. Detective was three parts for well, some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just disaster. 
I don't know. I think they all went well. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I mean, Bug Juice and Roadhouse, those are two of our uh, pinnacle episodes, really. <laughs> they and both happened a year and probably, a half plus uh, ago. I would go ahead and say some of the uh, biggest accomplishments in my life, really. That's true. Okay, so, yeah, um, hopefully, you know, even if you haven't seen The Last Picture Show, aren't super familiar with it, you're still listening. I would recommend checking it out. It's um, considered one of the great American films of all time. Yeah. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards. It won- ended up winning two, I believe. I would say get ready for certainly some jokes in this episode, but probably some pretty pretentious commentary as well. Well, maybe. I uh, don't know. Hopefully. I think mostly just some sad yeah. reflection well, of old times. That's every episode, <laughs> though. Um you could have recorded our pre-episode conversation and just put that out fit. as this episode. Yeah, it is the theme. <laughs> Me talking about the pig bar. <laughs> and ex-girlfriends, uh, moms who were dating men with eight fingers. <laughs> You're like, what is going on there? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I will say this. When you watch a movie like this, it kind of reminds you that... It's one of those examples of like movies or, or TV or, you know, anything portrayed on film can be as good as classic literature in certain senses. Well, this is based on a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, it does have that feel, kind of like Mad Men does too. Right. Where it's just, it's, it's good on a different level. Yeah, I think um, on the surface, The Last Picture Show seems. Have you read this book? Yes. Uh, like it's from a completely different era because it's was shot in black and white, and so and right off the bat it's like whoa how old is this movie right um, actually it did come out in 1971 when color movies were <laughs> well established oh yeah uh, it was you know done in black and white I think kind of as a stylistic choice uh, recommended to the director Peter Bogdanovich by none other than Orson Welles uh, who said that black and white brings out better performances from the actors. Should we point out who the director is? Like what people would recognize him from? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the annoying kind of (laughs) smarmy uh, therapist for Dr. Melfi in The Sopranos. That short kind of bug-eyed looking dude. With the glasses. Who's just really a hateable douche. The ascot. Uh, He, um, yeah. So Tony Soprano's therapist's therapist yeah (laughs) uh which is just that i do love this movie but then when i think about him as the director it makes me not like it a little bit (laughs) well it may you may also be horrified to know that he would have a you know behind the scenes romance with sybil shepherd that That is shocking they may even have been married briefly yeah you would not believe that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i could picture it more when he was on The Sopranos and, like, what she probably looked like at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this film stars um, Jeff Bridges, uh, Timothy Bottoms, uh, Sybil Shepard, Cloris Leachman, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. It's it's kind of just a... Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like a, a Valentine to fading Americana in a way it's it's very reminiscent of 
uh, some of the things uh, established, some of the themes in No Country for Old Men, when you think about it. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Similar locations. Yeah, and Sam the Lion is kind of a, uh, oh, what's his face? Tommy Lee Jones type character. A little bit. I mean, the story, obviously nothing like No Country oh, for Old well, Men. But right, like, there's not the... some lit lunatic running around <laughs> with whatever that thing is, popping people in the head. Yeah, it's more, you know, the passing of time and kind of, you know, changing America, that kind of thing. I mean, this is like, uh, it takes place in a town called Anarene, Texas, which is just like a small, small, small declining North Texas town. Not a lot going on here. Now, it does make me miss... The existence of this time, though, it's like think about just <laughs> a time that we never experienced. <laughs> We're like the kings the of being nostalgic of for that noise. I feel like my head would be able to rest. Yeah, I mean, I just—it just seems like it was a better time. Quiet, yeah, peaceful. Not a lot going on. A lot less nudity readily available on the internet, though. True, but so. that means you had to go out and get it. And yeah. There's plenty of sex and nudity in this Absolutely. film. Absolutely. Which is kind of Very like... Very promiscuous town. It, it's it's an interesting juxtaposition because the black and white and some of the... Even the performances are very like of another time, but it's like there's a lot yeah. of like... <laughs> you almost expect it to be a little like uh, Leave it to Beaver or yeah, something. Yeah, like very chase, but it's like, you know, people having affairs. Oh, yeah. And the uh, hint of like even some... Um, Young, pedophilia, uh, <laughs> high school boys seducing older women. Yeah, I mean, uh, all sorts of really kind of age gaps going on in the uh, love <laughs> that exists amongst these town people. So, uh, Timothy Bottoms plays uh, Sonny, and Jeff Bridges plays Dwayne, and they're high school yeah. seniors. Uh, they Dwayne, play on not the football a team. great name, in my opinion. It's kind of like a hick name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwayne is dating uh, J.C. Faro. Pharaoh, played by um, Sybil Shepherd, who I don't know if you're only really familiar with Sybil Shepherd from like Moonlighting or Sybil, you're not really experiencing full Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, even if you know her from Taxi Driver, think, in which she's very pretty. Yeah, maybe people being like, well, maybe I'm not familiar with Sybil Shepherd at all, based on that. Yeah, list maybe you not. Just rang Most up. people aren't as old as me, I guess. But right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like aware of like sitcoms from for moms from the 1990s. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, she was model of the year in 1968. She is unbelievable in this movie. It is in a yeah. way that really is it makes me want to fall off the damn couch every time I watch <laughs> this. I mean, it's just I've never seen someone that looks like this. Yeah. I mean, you don't see these kind of people in real life, that's for sure. And she's clearly uh it, it's fitting for her character how beautiful she's supposed to be. I mean, this girl can basically do anything she wants. Yeah, she's kind of like the um, semi, semi-nefarious semi heartbreaker yeah, in oh, town yeah. who kind of has Dwayne wrapped around her finger and, you know, this is kind of... Everyone else chasing yeah, after. Yeah, we're kind of at a time where she's almost like realizing that power a little bit. Yeah. Um, she Her mom, played by Ellen Burstyn, who also looks incredible in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um. Which, there's there's a conversation between the two of them fairly early on where Ellen Bernstein is the mom from Requiem for a Dream. Is that yes. right? I mean, hard not to just remember the horrors uh, that you see her portrayed in that movie, including the uh, 
electric shock going on at the end of it. But really, yeah, I mean, she's also the mom in The Exorcist, and she looks pretty good in that. Yeah, I know, but it's like, I, well, that's the thing. I mean, when I see her in this movie, any memories of Requiem for a Dream, right out the window. I mean, just a stunning mom, really. I mean, come on. Basically, the the moral of this episode is that time goes by and yeah really and you just one of the things that you're constantly <laughs> reminded don't of look as good as they by watching movies is just age a horrible thing it really <laughs> does a lot of damage as i you know often reminded by looking in the mirror at myself yeah um yeah i compared the difference between ellen burston in this movie and requiem for a dream to the difference between me and a picture of me from like five years ago <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, okay, so JC, like I was going to say, JC's having this conversation with her mom, and JC's saying, like, you know, no, she hasn't had sex with Dwayne, she's a virgin, isn't that what the Bible says, and blah, 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 and her mom's just like, oh, shut up. Yeah, and everything that uh, JC says is kind of tongue-in-cheek, it seems like, she's... Yeah, but she hasn't at that point. Right, I know, but it's anyone. like, but the whole thing about, uh, isn't that what the Bible says? I mean, is she I don't being know. serious it, here? I well, can never tell what's going on. It seems like there is a certain innocence to her character at the start of the film, and her quickly qu- subsides, quote unquote, evil ways. I mean, not really evil, but like kind of bad girl ways. Don't they kind of evolve? Like they're very tame at the beginning. Oh yeah, like she's they kind ratchet of, up quickly though. She's kind of like bitchy to Dwayne, and you know, but you know, it's not. It's typical high school girl well, really, stuff I but mean, as it goes along like you know what does it really come down to with Dwayne what does he have that these other high school uh, boys don't have and you find out well he's in the backfield on the football team of a shitty football right. team yeah but as we know all the glory well there aren't uh, a lot of choices I mean I yeah. think like their graduating class is probably pretty small um, right how they could field a football team even Sonny meanwhile who was more so the main character than Dwayne. He's dating a girl named Charlene Duggs, who yeah. you know he spends some Charlene time with. Dud. He gets her bra off in the back in the front seat of a truck, and yeah, they seem to have kind of this routine. And she won't, you know, let him put Go his hand further. between her legs until they're married and all right. that kind of stuff. And eventually, Sonny's just like, you know what? Enough. I'm not into this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and breaks up with her. I've let this. I've stayed in this a good six months longer than I should have. Yeah, and I mean, he clearly has eyes for JC, but everyone does. Yeah, get in line. Um, I mean, he kind of lives that hell where his best friend is dating her. So he's around it all the time, and they're always getting to use the pickup. But what, As we he, find yeah, out. but what Sonny doesn't know is that the real hell is actually dating oh, JC. Yeah. Because JC, uh, she gets an invitation from Randy Quaid, of all people, to come to a naked indoor swimming party at a place and in she's like, like, okay, Tulsa. sure. And she, I don't think she has any interest in Randy Quaid. Yeah, I, I don't know who idea, would. I mean, you can kind of see where it's going for Randy Quaid. Uh, unrelated to the events of this movie, but it's like kind of just an odd-looking kid. Yeah. Well, I think like JC's interest here is piqued by just the idea of doing something so scandalous well, like plus, that. But it's she more, does hear about uh, this. You know, it's Bobby's party and. 
kind of the, does she the, know him at that I, point? Well, I think it seems like she knows of him. Like these rich, cool kids is what it seems like. Well, they have an indoor pool in yeah. what is supposed to be the 1950s. Because that's the well, we should say the movie would... is taking place in the 50s. Yeah, uh, yeah. These are certainly like the socialites, like rich parents. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on. It's some of them are in college at this party, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some crossover. Um, well, our main characters people. are supposed to be seniors in high school, right. so I mean, I would imagine that there's some crossover. But with I some mean, college aged uh, people. I, I don't know what's going on with Bobby's parents. They're just doing whatever. But I, there's just uh, nude parties basically going on. <laughs> yeah, with his little brother. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, imagine being that kid. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that. Kid. Yeah. That happens at the Christmas party. This all kind of coincides with the timing of the um, high school coach, Coach Popper, asking Sonny to drive uh, his wife to the doctor's during school hours because the coach doesn't want to do it. There's a lot of details that make this request quite strange. One of them being that it takes place during school hours. The other being... Can you ever imagine this happening in any way that a teacher is asking a student to drive his wife to the doctor's? Go pick her up at home first. Yeah, I don't... It definitely wouldn't happen now. No. And it wouldn't happen 20 years ago. But in the 50s, in a town like this, I, guess I don't think it's it was that... just the Wild West. Is it, re- is it something that would happen to everybody? Is it a regular occurrence? No, but the fact that it's happening, I don't think would be that Not outlandish. that shocking to you. Okay. Because it's more just like everybody knows each other. Right. Like, I'm sure in a roundabout way, Sonny already knew the coach's wife. Yes. Because you know? right. I think she knows yeah, who yeah, he yeah. is when he shows up. Mm-hmm. And that's played by uh, Cloris Leachman. Um, and she's like, my husband sent you to take me to the doctor's? Now, what's this doctor's appointment? I don't know. Never. Right. Uh, It's kind of implied maybe that it's... A psychiatrist? Could be. There's some darkness there. (laughs) I mean... Well, she's like your typical unhappy... Oh, yeah. Miserable housewife. Right. In a loveless marriage. It's Uh possibly implied that the coach is a homosexual or at the very least is having extramarital affairs. Right. We don't know exactly what the I was thinking with a woman, but yeah, it seems like maybe several men (laughs) (laughs) we don't know Uh, we don't know what's going on right a series of characters hard to determine at any point which is most relatable (laughs) but right now it feels like cloris leachman while we talk about her (laughs) i thought for you it would be the coach yeah um could be so that's happening and then that kind of leads into an eventual affair between Sonny yeah. and the coach's they wife. Get it going. Because she basically has had no physical contact. I guess right. that's like your biggest clue that maybe the coach is gay. It's like he doesn't even ever try to have sex with her ever. Yeah. Well, it's unclear, you know, it, especially in the 50s in that time period. I think maybe even if his wife isn't aware that he's gay, she's. It doesn't matter one way or the other. She's not going to divorce him because that really wasn't super common especially in a place like this at a time like this and so she kind of has this trapped feeling and Sonny kind of offers this window to a different life yeah. like a fantasy life well yeah I and mean, she doesn't really seem particularly worried about getting caught ever or anything no in fact as we find out the whole town basically knows this is going on seemingly yeah once Ven- they eventually once they everyone a- kind of a- 
<laughs> reveals that they were aware of it. Right. Um, now, do we want to briefly address when they're at this Christmas party and Sonny's interaction with his father? It's kind of one of the more strange scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely something more elaborated on in the novel, but Sonny's home life go. doesn't seem good. Yeah, but his dad's <laughs> just like, oh, Sonny. Good to see you. Yeah, it seems like he hasn't seen his dad in a while. Right. I think maybe his dad might be like the town drunk or something. Oh. Something's going okay. on there. New character for me to relate to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I def- you oh. look like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, wow. Oh, get, yeah. Matt, get off screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Before we get into um, JC and, and Dwayne's re- crumbling relationship oh, yeah. uh, and this whole naked indoor swimming party, we should kind of address a little bit of the rest of the town. So, we have Sam the Lion, who's kind of like the town's backbone. He How owns we got and that operates. Nickname? Do we know? I mean, everyone just well, calls him Sam the a, Lion. A certain young lady gave it to him. That's true. That, you know, we'll get to that. But uh, um, Although it's like, why would you continue to go by that? Does he introduce himself as Sam the Lion? Well, I think he's kind of secretly... Liking. Carrying that torch, yeah, still, true. Even though the the moment, why wouldn't gone. you be? I think we can all relate to that a oh, little bit. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Sam owns and operates like the diner, the the pool hall, and the little one screen movie theater. Really, has just monopolized uh, the entertainment industry in town. <laughs> yeah, big money rolling. In. Oh yeah. But like it's really that all diner the, looks great. It's though. all the town has. Yeah, is like the pool hall and the movie theater. There's really I would nothing be at else. that uh, movie theater every night. Uh, diner daily. Well, how often do you think they're changing the movie? That's true. That I, I, do you think I, they're getting a lot of reels? No. In? Uh, I, I'd be seeing movies multiple times. So uh, there was some movie playing with a very young Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> We'd be like George and Jerry at that diner. It's kind of interesting though because. The uh, actor that plays Sam the Lion, um, what's his name? Uh, ben Johnson. He was. I'm pretty sure he's like the owner of the Angels and Angels in the Outfield. Really? I think so. I recognize he, uh, his voice. He was like mostly known for um, being like uh, John Wayne's sidekick in a lot oh, of is that uh, true? old westerns. And I think ah. that movie that they're playing, the the movie that ends up being. The last picture show. Eventually, I think. What like, was that? A Howard Hawks movie? Yeah, wasn't it like Red River? Or something? Yes. But like, is is John Wayne in that, or did he just work with? I Howard have no Hawks idea. Okay. Anyway, my knowledge of anything that came out pre nineteen seventy is not great. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we have Genevieve, the waitress at the diner. She maybe has some kind of a relationship with Sam, but I, I, it's unclear. I, I like her though. She's got. Spunk for sure. Yeah, Genevieve's great. Um, all of the women, like for a very, very dot on the map, tiny town, yeah. all the women are very pretty. And the women, uh, really aren't that weak of characters in this movie either. They all no. I mean, Cloris Leachman kind of is, but well, she's like she's a weak person, but right. she's not a weak character. Yeah, true. Character is like important. To the yeah, story. somehow Ben Johnson actually listed as the fourth star on the. Angels in the Outfield, Wikipedia. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, he's I, dead now. Well, yeah. But <laughs> I remembered it. Or I recognized his voice from that. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I could really tell you much about Angels in the Outfield. I mean, uh, I did definitely saw it a couple times, but I don't really remember it at all. Well. 
Okay, so it's basically, uh, you know, the you, kid- you find out. Uh, I guess adopting kids has a lot to do with how sports teams finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the kids in town spend a lot of time at the various places that uh, Sam owns, and so he has kind of a relationship with all of them. And then there's um, little Billy, who's kind of like a mute, uh, certainly troubled intellectually disabled maybe boy that wanders around no idea who his parents are right it seems like sam the lion looks after him yeah but i don't think he's his father right but we don't but it's unclear it's an odd thing yeah who he belongs to shunned by society and he kind of pals around a little bit with like Sonny and Dwayne and their gang but you know not really because he's you know i don't think he goes to school no i don't think so he just kind of pushes that broom around town. Yeah, trying to <laughs> sweep kind of, the dirt off the roads. Off of the, the roads dirt are roads. dirt. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great life. It's a um, futile uh, existence, really. So, you know, everything kind of comes to a head a little bit at this Christmas party. It's where Sonny sees his father. Um, it's where uh, Sonny also kind of sees the coach's wife again in this kind of leads into their affair but it's also where jc is approached by um randy lester Quaid? randy yeah. quaid's character uh, and who just, asked about this party he kind of just starts uh setting a plan he's like i'm just gonna go for this i basically have this one card which is i'm i I'm have a ticket to a cool party yes right and he's fine with playing that role it seems yeah, I he's mean, not above. It's not using really this. well established what his motives are. You would think he wants JC for himself, but we never get any of that story. I mean, Lester is really a, a minor character in the whole yeah. thing. Although it seems like she gives him a little something, a little bit. I think they're like making out or something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but JC kind of frames it to Dwayne like, "Hey, my mom is making me accept this right party invitation. invitation because this is like a rich family," and she kind of plays upon. Um, Dwayne's own insecurities probably because the implication is that JC's mom doesn't really think much of Dwayne because yeah. Dwayne is kind of like a poor roughneck. JC really kind of trades him to like, well, of course we could never get married because uh, I obviously need to marry a rich man. Uh, yeah, possibly. It's <laughs> it's kind of, that kind of comes along later. Right, that kind of talk. But yeah, I mean, she's kind of slowly getting there. She's kind of manipulating the situation so that she can go to this party without it make without it looking like it's her well, fault and her choice. Right. She says things very matter of factly. And you are not given a lot of choice except just to accept what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. Break up with her. Yeah, come on. Um and so she goes to this party and when she goes in they go down into the indoor pool area and every all of these like young people are naked. Yeah. And she's kind of shocked at the penises and the vaginas right. and the whatnot. Uh, but controversial scene, I think, uh, historically. I'm pretty sure this caused some issues. Maybe a little bit, yeah. I mean, all, obviously, all of the uh, actors are of age, except right. for the little kid. but <laughs> Who is not nude. Um, he isn't? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, like, so since she's a new person, they make her have to go through, like... Um, 
a public an initiation. Strip? Yeah. So she used to like get on the diving board while everyone else sits and watches and take her clothes off on the diving board and then get into the pool nude. And I mean, it's just a stunning sequence. Yeah. And there is. It's a weird thing to describe, but it really, to me, it doesn't play that creepy. <sighs> well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just. Uh, I mean, obviously, their intentions kids. are creepy. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just like since everyone else is naked. Yeah, I mean, I think and she's I a was, seemingly willing participant. I read like a um an oral history of this of the last picture show oh, that entertainment. What did I say about douchey pretentious <laughs> that, comments? <laughs> entertainment Weekly put it's from Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> and uh I think she said that it was like a closed set, so it looks yeah. like she's doing it in front of all these people, but she was basically alone. And the way they like frame it is that like the dude's uh, Bobby Sheen's little brother is like in the pool and she like throws her underwear on his head. But like obviously, I don't think they had like a little kid no. right there while she was <laughs> yeah, like. Nude. I wouldn't think so. But in uh, the guise of the movie, and as if what we're seeing is actually real, can you imagine being that kid? No, I mean, he, he's going to be real disappointed with how the rest of his life turns out because it's not going to be <laughs> that a, great. That's certainly the peak moment of your life. Um, although he looked a little bit young to maybe fully even appreciate it. Right. Um, maybe uh, it would traumatize him in some ways. And so, JC, I guess, like, the way that I see this, and I, I, correct me if I'm misremembering, but it seems like she goes back for multiple parties. Am I yes. wrong? Well, because it's the second time. I didn't. I don't think where she makes like a more connected of a play. with me until recently. But I actually feel like it's supposed to be implied that she's sort of hanging around Randy Quaid for like a while, maybe, and they're going to these parties mm-hmm. across multiple weekends. Yeah, and he he's like use he's using her because she's the hottest chick ever, and she's using <laughs> him as like her ticket to these parties because she wants to make a play for Bobby, which she eventually does. Right. Although. He's not interested because she's a virgin. Which they openly talk about with each other. Right. Although... Sort of a weird thing. Let's set that scene. So there's a makeout session going on. Like, everybody's coupled off. And she goes into the kitchen, and he's in there. Yeah. And as she's, uh, like, approaching him, he just puts his hand right between her legs. It's very... It's uh, almost Trumpian in its (laughs) aggressiveness. Which, I mean, let's be honest, it's straight up sexual assault although she isn't totally against it i guess but right. she's completely caught off guard she doesn't really know what how to react to this yeah it's almost like you know he certainly is uh got the upper hand here there's yeah, I mean, a little you, bit of a manipulation going on well yeah you wouldn't like. say that this is completely necessarily non-consensual however there's a manipulation of the the idea of this situation because it's so foreign to her to have somebody act like that out of the blue. Right. Like, it's just not something that she would have ever even considered And happening. he's kind of like the coolest dude. I mean, the cool, rich, <laughs> popular... Uh, dude. I mean, he's basically the Zach Morris of this hierarchy. I mean, I'm sure his dad sells computers. But he just <laughs> flat out rejects her because she admits to being a virgin, which yeah. seems insane. But also a pretty cool power move. 
I guess, but it, it doesn't really lead anywhere well, because he ultimately ends up marrying that other girl. Right. Who he was dating at the time. <laughs> yeah. But basically, uh, he's like, you're a virgin. And she's like, yeah, I'm a virgin. And he's like, come see me when you're not. So this kind of, because, of course, she doesn't want to have sex with Lester, who is hideous. This right. kind of pushes her back temporarily into the arms of Dwayne. Yeah. Someone she trusts, uh, feels safe with. Um, back Let's get in- that going again. Back in town, um, the group of boys that kind of consists of Sonny and Dwayne. Dwayne and Sonny, now that they're uh, single again, kind of they may, they uh, get a. This I is maybe know, they even don't know the night do. of the Christmas party because I think this is when Dwayne is still pissed that JC's run off with Lester. Oh yeah, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And they go pick up Billy and they take Billy to a prostitute to lose his virginity. Right. I don't know. It's funny because this later, is sad when they for had, me. This it's, is, it's a horrifying scene. Yeah, I don't uh, like it. This <laughs> makes me feel very dark and sad and uncomfortable. So, but it's the strange thing is though, like later when the group is confronted by Sam, it seems like a couple of them, not necessarily Sonny, who I think wasn't really into this plan, right. and was just kind of there, but some of the other ones are kind of just like oblivious to the fact that this is not a good thing yeah they're like they kind of laughing about it well, like they did him a favor too yeah they like they're not, there's no shame in them telling sam right that they did this and i mean sam in probably the most disappointed voice you'll ever hear in <laughs> the harshest shaming that you'll ever get is just like you boys are no longer welcome in my places of business, I don't want to. I don't want you giving me your bit. Like they've basically now managed to get themselves barred from the only fun things to do in town. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you gonna do now? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, eventually, Sonny is kind of welcomed back after he like sneaks. Well, in he's for real sad about it. I mean, Genevieve. he kind of gives himself pity parties standing outside around the diner like looking in <laughs> being like oh man those burgers look good well let's let's remember that Dwayne is not banned because True. he pretends to fall asleep in the back of the truck oh yeah and so he's not in the group that Sam sees but clearly he was pretending to be asleep so that he cuz he knew it was wrong too and he ducks out on it eventually though um JC's like hellbent on losing her virginity so Kind of like on a senior trip, she goes to a motel with Dwayne, and Dwayne is unable to perform. Now, she she blames a recent trip to Mexico that Dwayne oh, yeah. and Sonny went on, right. but I don't know if that's really what the case is. I don't know. Dwayne just isn't Performance able to Performance anxiety, maybe. Uh, maybe just some deep-seated anger about the breakup still. I mean, I think words gotten to him about what goes on at these parties she's been attending now this is like a particularly hilarious scene to me because jc is completely nude and then she gets when she realizes that Dwayne is not able to do it because she's <laughs> she doesn't really know what to do either right she, yeah it's, it's, she it's, like it's, pull, she just has her eyes squeezed shut oh it's just like bracing for something to happen and of course it's not happening i mean the scene is certainly playing to like the awkwardness of just two people not knowing what the hell they're doing but then she gets up and she starts angrily pacing the hotel room while still completely oh, yeah. nude, just yelling at Dwayne, like what are we gonna do and she's like we have to pretend we, that we did it you have to tell everyone that we did do it and she's like it's 
funny because usually in this situation the guy is well, the one. On, I mean, let's set the stage here a little bit. They're on like a school trip. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's waiting. Yeah, all these people are waiting outside this hotel room. I, I don't know what's going on with this field trip or whatever, but it must. It's like <laughs> well, I don't think it was trip. like school sponsored necessarily because okay. they were oh. driving cars. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I was thinking it was like their senior trip or something. Well, no amusement parks. Like so. Seniors written on the side of the car. I don't yeah, know, but okay. like, I don't think there were teachers or anything involved in this. <laughs> chaperones. They're like, we have to wait for JC to lose her virginity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's like, she's taking the shame like on herself. When usually in that situation, it's the guy that would be right. Yeah, like, we can't. Don't tell anyone <laughs> that I couldn't get it up or yeah. whatever. But um. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I'm sure Dwayne is like fine with this deal. Eventually, they give it a second attempt, and she does lose her virginity to Dwayne in a motel. Um, but, but she immediately breaks up with him by telephone, and right. then tries yeah. to get with Bobby, who then Bobby runs out and marries another girl, Annie. And now JC's disappointed. But we'll swing back to that in a minute. Uh huh. There's a lot to. There's a lot here. Um, yeah, which I mean, you kind of see. Uh, the menacing uh, style of JC after she does it and she or is it after the first time when it doesn't work and she goes to her girl friends like posse or whatever and starts being like oh I don't know what the fuss is about yeah or, yeah, 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 yeah yeah where she's like talking like, about it well the like second time pro. is much less of a to-do in the right. movie it's very quick and like you don't even know basically it's just kind of like oh after the scene has uh-huh. happened you're like okay now they've sealed the deal but all this time sonny's been carrying on this relationship uh with the coach's wife oh yeah uh, i think ruth is her name right i forget and, yeah, uh, we're jumping around a, a lot in and the, she's uh, plot. like you can every time you see ruth she like looks different she's yeah putting more effort into her yeah appearance. she's looking a little more uh vivacious she's happier oh yeah and she's talking about like painting the room like colors <laughs> she's got Sunny big hopes likes. for the future where well, i think i'm gonna paint this room she's like i'm gonna get a new blanket <laughs> right. your favorite color i mean it's it's we sad. could go on a picnic <laughs> and he's like look i think we've let this go no he doesn't yeah. he keeps leading her along right but as i referenced uh sunny and Dwayne go to mexico just kind of on a spur of the moment trip. This is kind of when I guess you know JC's off now, wait, doing her they thing. Go and, to Mexico before their excursion with Sam the Lion. Um. Oh no, you mean when it's just the yeah them fishing? No, right. I guess the the fishing trip is before that because that's kind of a key scene. Yeah, the clip that you heard at the beginning of the episode is kind of like where we kind of get a little bit of the overall. I guess like tone of this film and like yeah. what we're talking about in the about. tone of our lives really <laughs> yeah but, i mean um once sonny's welcomed back into the fold and because basically sam sees that you know billy despite the fact that billy had a rough night with the prostitute yeah and came in his pants and the prostitute oh, no. smacked him around yeah just a big pig of a woman yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, billy seemingly has forgotten all about scene. that or at least doesn't hold it against sonny and yeah Billy likes Sonny, and so, you know, Sam allows Sonny back in, and the three of them go fishing. It's Sonny, Billy, and Sam, and... Oh, it's not Dwayne? No, no, it's Billy. Oh, okay. And, um, no, I think Dwayne might have ruined it. He's kind of like a goofy... Yeah. ...idiot. Right. Because <laughs> at one point, Jeff I think... Jeff Bridges. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, Dwayne 
disappears like off and on at various points. Remember, he like yeah. goes and works on an oil rig, and then yeah, he that's goes, true. I think that's at one right. point he goes to Korea. That although that comes later, right? But um, yeah, I mean, Sam's just kind of filling uh, Sonny in on some of his own personal backstory about when yeah. he was a lot younger and you know swimming in that fishing hole. Skinny dipping, really, yeah. with a beautiful young lady. One of the great all-time beauties. But he doesn't say who it is. Right. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of, it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of like, I guess, the, the sadness behind Sam the Lion. It's uh, <laughs> the one that got away, probably. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, although, as he <laughs> he does say that she was already married at right. that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fire still burns there. Yeah, and it's more just about, you know, that feeling of getting old, you know, the oh, thrill yeah. of life kind of diminishing a little bit. Right. And I kind of feel that all the time. <laughs> yeah, just it really hits home with us. Fatalistic, everything is coming to an end feeling all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, you know... Uh, because really what made me think about it, though, is when... Uh, Sonny and Dwayne are going on this trip to Mexico. Uh, they have a little uh, chat with Sam the Lion, and that's the last we see him, right? Right. While Sonny and Dwayne are in Mexico, which we don't see, we kind of they go, and then when yeah. we get them coming back, and when they get back into town, they see that the diner, which is open twenty four hours, I guess, right? Or whatever, or I don't know. It should have or been open, open when every they got day. There. Yeah, it's closed, and they're like, "What's going on? Is and it a holiday?" They're filled in by um, one of the townspeople that Sam had a stroke. Oh yeah, and died. Not the best bedside manner from this <laughs> townsperson. Yeah, because this guy then launches into a whole thing about his will and not understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> Because didn't he leave, like, the preacher's boy, like, a bunch of money or something? Yeah, that's true. Which is also kind of a mystery as to why. Well, he gives Dwayne and Sonny a bunch of money, not in his will, but when they're leaving to go to Mexico, he's like, here, take all this money, have fun. Well, he leaves um, the pool hall to Sonny. Yeah, that's a weird move. Yeah, well. Yeah. I guess he didn't think that Sonny had a lot of hopes. Although it is like, here you go. Something. Uh, you're running a business now. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's right. not like it's a a big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it seems pretty sad. Um, it also it's kind of casually referenced that women aren't even allowed in there. Well, <laughs> one of the last great establishments, really. Uh, yeah, he le- in his will, Sam left the movie theater to the woman who ran the concession stand, the cafe to Genevieve, $1,000 to the preacher's son, Joe Bob, and the pool hall to Sonny. Mm-hmm. That preacher's son is a frightening uh, kid. So this is kind of like another... So we've kind of left post... Um, Sam- okay, well, no, actually, we should bring this up. At Sam the Lion's funeral is kind of when we get our first clue oh, as to the yeah. identity of that mystery woman that Sam was talking about. And it turns out it's none other than JC's own mother. Yes. And I guess we haven't really pointed out, she continues her promiscuous behavior, seemingly flaunting all sorts of uh, infidelities. Yeah, she has an ongoing affair with someone who works for her husband. Right. Um, a guy named, like, Abilene or something. <laughs> 
some terrible name. Yeah. And that's when, after um, JC realizes that Bobby's married somebody else and now she's broken up with Dwayne, one night she's kind of just alone at the house and her parents aren't there and Abilene shows up. Kind of unclear why he was even showing up. Maybe he was looking for her mother. He has a weird sort of uh, lingering to him. (laughs) But he gets one look at JC and he's like, oh, well. I might linger a little longer. Next thing you know, he takes her to the pool hall, which is closed. Well, yeah, she's kind of sitting on the porch, or on the porch, on the couch talking about how bored she is and how she wishes someone would take her out. Yeah. Uh, So he takes her to the pool hall and fucks her on a pool table. It's pretty bizarre. I mean. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Again, it's like it's consensual, right. but like he's way older than her, yeah. and she doesn't really seem like she knows what she's doing. She's only had like her awkward sexual encounter with her high school boyfriend, yeah, and that's it. Uh, rape culture not <laughs> uh, devoid from this movie. Well, I mean, I guess it's just kind of the, you know, the same old story about yeah, a pretty girl's the rough ride of, through yep. life and what ha- what ends up happening but i mean i guess you know she doesn't really seem i mean afterwards she's not upset until he kind of uh just drives her back to the house and she's just talking and then he's just like okay well she goes to like kiss him and he kind of he's like yeah no reaches I'm over and like opens that. her door right. and he's like you should get out or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, then she in co- a truly she co- sad scene she walks back in the house and her mom is kind of quick to figure out what's happened here, I guess. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the the tears just start streaming. And she's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't I don't have anyone to marry. I'm going to be an old maid. She's like 18. <laughs> and, and the hottest chick of all time. But I'm not really sure what's going on here. But she then she's like, all right, well, Dwayne, I think at this point, Dwayne has like gone off to... Uh, work on an oil rig or something so she sets her sights on sunny who as soon as but isn't it he realizes he's in jc's crosshairs drops ruth like a sack of cold potatoes um, like what is it though that makes her be like does she find out about the ruth relationship because she's like sunny he always liked me remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay but that and that kind of like brings sunny back on her radar and then she starts playing some games yeah i mean she gets she gets sunny to give her a ride or something or or he she gives him a ride and next thing you know they're driving around town together and kissing and whatnot and yeah he's sunny's getting his hope his his hopes are going way up well no he doesn't he He doesn't even showing up (laughs) yeah it's so sad Uh, in a classic zach schoendorf (laughs) move Ruth is just left there with her blue yeah. walls and her blue blanket. Uh-huh. It's just like what's what happened, right? And the sunshine goes right out of her life, and oh. it is real rough. Yeah. So everything kind of is fine. They're kind of having this special summer together post high school until yep. Dwayne shows back up, and he's like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> and he smashes a bottle over Sonny's face. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. But then Dwayne decides to join the army and goes to Korea. That's the thing. He could never get over the JC. How could you? I I don't know. You can't. It's just like, I'm just going to go to Korea and hopefully I get shot. At some point around now, oh, I think this is like right around the time that JC and and Sonny start dating or whatever they're, they're doing. 
um, the preacher's boy, Joe Bob, just like abducts a little girl and drives out into the middle of nowhere. Kind of one of the strange uh, side stories in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. And for some reason, well, they go into the pool hall to announce that she's been abducted because that's where the sheriff is. And so Sonny is there and he ends up in the mob <laughs> that goes after Joe <laughs> right. Bob, which is really embarrassing. Everyone kind of getting their shotguns. Like, 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 I don't want to like misrepresent what what I'm saying here. I don't want to say that I'm sympathizing with Joe Bob because obviously he had some sort of bad intentions uh, in mind. But I don't know how you could uh, sympathize with someone who has a name like that. But how Joe humiliating Bob. for him, right? When he's being like abducted or not abducted, but like handcuffed and detained by the police, and he like looks over and there's like literally people that he went to high school with. Oh and they're yeah, just like what are you doing? Right. <laughs> now it turns out did he nothing did, i think they actually, say that he made her take her underwear off okay though, which is disturbing the, right well because we're talking certainly. about like you know like an eight-year-old girl or something right. like it's disturbing but when the two are found he's just driving her in a car and i mean she's wearing all of her clothes and right and that i don't think it doesn't seem like anything, anything bad had happened yet right but we're not really sure where yeah, where this was going or what was happening. But kind of the funny part of how this like scene is framed is everyone kind of gets that mob mentality of, uh, I guess, punishing and uh, celebrating the capture of Joe Bob, including the little girl's mother. Right, so much so that no one is even watching her just sort of wander away. <laughs> yeah, the little girl's kind of like lagging behind, and they're not even they yeah, don't even check right. on her or care. <laughs> Um, so then JC, in her, pulling some kind of stunt that I'm really not even sure what her motivations are here other than attention, yeah. she decides that her and Sonny should elope together and get married. And they do, I guess, I guess get married. If you're Sonny, you're just like, well, this sounds like a pretty good idea. Well, I think the thing is, despite the fact that she has had sex with Dwayne and then that older man, she's using that as like she's the bait. Abstaining she's abstaining yeah, from she's not letting <laughs> yeah. Sonny get there all the way, which is right. the big, you know, crushing frustration of the whole movie for yeah. Sonny is that he never actually even gets all the way. Right. With JC, it's kind of like all a big cock tease. Yeah. It's a it's <laughs> because a long con. Now that they've gotten married, JC. um they're pulled over by an Oklahoma state trooper. It turns out that JC left a note telling her parents all about their plan and then Oh no. The parents like alerted the police, and they're brought back. And I, I guess that the what the marriage is annulled at right. some point. They it's do mention glossed that. over yeah. the details, and basically, it's kind of like that guy that married Britney Spears. <laughs> Remember when that happened? Jason Alexander, yeah, <laughs> but not George, right? So then, like JC's dad, who's basically not even a factor in this, she he takes JC, and he's like all pissed, and yeah. So Sonny is gonna ride with. JC's mom and this I mean Ellen Burson and she's basically just like JC just out of control at this point with her behavior I mean she's still talking to Sonny like uh, well we better get you know when the cops pulling them over she's like well we better do what he says we better go back and then when the parents show up she's like oh okay I guess I have to go okay Sonny have a good one you know it's all like this ongoing thing and Sonny's just like Wait, what? What? What's going on? And then, yeah, Ellen Bernstein's like, "Why don't you ride with me? Uh, I'll drop some knowledge on you." She's like, "Let me hit you some. Uh, <laughs> let me hit you with some truth bombs right now." Yeah, she's like, "You're lucky that we caught you." Yeah, <laughs> when we did, right? 
it, it was only going to get worse. Ste- from you want to steer clear? She's yeah. Like you should have net. You should have just kept on with Ruth. Right. Uh, <laughs> stay away from JC. She's she's going to ruin your life even more uh, if you go near her again. Yeah. Um. And this is when kind of some advice that I wish uh, one of my ex girlfriends' moms would have <laughs> had this talk with me. And this is when uh, JC's mom admits to Sonny that she was Sam the Lion's uh, paramour. <laughs> Which, yeah, kind of a word I'm self-referential. straight from Wikipedia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was the one in, in Sam's stories... Um, which doesn't come as a huge surprise after her reaction at the funeral. Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, her husband at the funeral is just like, what? <laughs> Ultimately, you know, the, 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 uh, marriage is annulled and things kind of go back to normal. Um, and Dwayne returns that's it to for town. Sonny and JC. Yeah. We actually don't even see JC again for the rest of the movie. Yeah. She's kind of. I think her dad is like in a locker in her closet or something. <laughs> Even though it is like she is well, an adult one, now. At one point they implied or I guess straight said that she was going to go to college, but then she was Yeah, her not- parents are going to just make her right conf- conform to whatever they want. Yeah. She was basically just acting out and unfortunately for Sonny, he was kind of like the collateral damage the in her game that she was playing. Yeah. I guess I don't know who she was acting out towards, though. Everyone, her parents, her parents Dwayne. Well, Dwayne wasn't even in town. Bobby. Well, it's still, <laughs> it's that passive aggressive. Yeah, it's kind of just a humiliating failure for Sonny. But yeah, at, but I don't think anyone in town was blaming him. They were like, "Well, well, well yeah, hey, you took your shot, okay? Hey, you saw that window open, and even Sonny kind of talks to Dwayne about that. It's just like, well, I mean, the opportunity came, you were gone, I." I had to do it. Yeah, it's like, dude, it wasn't fair. You guys hogged the truck. Right. (laughs) For some reason, they seemingly were sharing a truck to make time with their girlfriends at the beginning. (laughs) Poor Charlene Duggs. So Dwayne returns from the army, and um, I guess this is like before he's going to actually ship out to Korea. And uh, he and Sonny go to the um, final screening at the old movie house, which now is um, closing. Giving us the uh, title for the movie because things just are kind of crumbling now that Sam is gone and the town is slowly dying and it's reaching a point now where things are getting real bleak. Um, as we mentioned, the last movie is a red river, right? A Western. Um, and then, you know, the next morning Dwayne heads off on a bus. And as that's happening, um, Billy is sweeping the street and, is hit and killed by a truck. Yeah. In just a brutal ending. Right. And it's kind of just like... Uh, you're like, really, did Billy have to go too? I mean... Yeah. Everyone's lives didn't really turn well, out that great. Well, I think it's great. just further illustration of how things have just kind of fallen yeah. apart without Sam. It's like the spirit of Sam was kind of keeping this town to going. Yeah. And now that he's gone... All of the old institutions are are slowly kind of folding up, and no one's there to take care of Billy. Talk about just the sociopathic fucking crazy people that live in this town, the way they react to Billy's death. Yeah. They're kind of standing around in a circle, just looking at it, commenting on it, kind of like making jokes about it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if there were jokes. It's like that part. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this dumbass. And so... That infuriates Sonny, who runs out and is like, you idiot, uh, you 
pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonny's all upset, and he goes and seeks comfort. I he guess, was sweeping. In the, one, in the one place. Yeah, because they're like, what the fuck was he doing? And he's like, he was sweeping. And they're like, well, the road is made of dirt. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So Sonny goes to Ruth. Like the one place that he thinks that he might be able to find some comfort. Yeah, and, that, that uh, bad idea. Well, you know, is it though? I mean, she uh, vents her frustrations and stuff, but it kind of yeah. it gets real tense and real awkward. Right? She's like, "You think I'm gonna be nice to you just because your friend is dead?" And blah blah blah. And you're Which like, "Word travels fast." JC was wagging her ass in front of your face, and you ran at the blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, boy. yeah. And then at the end, though, she kind of like breaks down, and then. Really, kind of, he doesn't say anything to any of no. this outburst. What can you say? Right. It's all true. Yeah. But then she takes his outstretched hand, and that's kind of how the movie ends. Right. So we don't know where it all goes from here. Because ultimately, what are her options? The future, not bright for Sonny. The future's not bright for anyone, really. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's like... I know. Has anything ever been more true? You know, JC might be able to go to college and meet a well-to-do man, but we know that, like... Deep down, she's kind of a manipulative psychopath. And kind of disturbed now, too. Dwayne is just off in the army, so we don't know what his future holds. Right. Sonny doesn't seem to have a lot of prospects in life. and Yeah. There aren't a lot of available women. And no. So he he's had that kinda... one run with JC, and that he's going to kind of hold on to that forever. And, you know, well, you know, like how... Um, God damn it, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a great reference if I could have remembered. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, and then um, Ruth is stuck in this loveless marriage, and she doesn't really have a lot of other options as far as affairs go. Yeah, so, so it's she's, like she can well, either be unhappy and miserable in her marriage, or she could go back to Sonny, get even though Sonny the, treated uh, her like shit. Young stud again. Yeah, I mean, she, she might... Sonny might be a piece of shit, but he's got that nice young hard cock. Absolutely. <laughs> her husband's not giving it to her. <laughs> right. And where else like I said, where else is she gonna get it? So yeah. it's kinda just like everybody's kinda trapped in this uh unhappy existence. Yeah, she doesn't want to give it, it up to Sonny again after the way that he shunned her for JC, but sometimes you gotta just go back to what's out there. Kinda relatable. <laughs> um Yeah, uh eventually they did make a sequel to this film called Texas Kind of shocking, though, really. Not it's until, like, like, 1990. So, uh, like, uh, 19 years after the original. But got the gang uh, back together. Yeah. I've never seen it, and we tried to track it down briefly. It looks like it's out of print on DVD, so I don't know. it like would be hard for us to I, see I'm it. I'm semi-interested in, in seeing it, but it is just, like, I. it's so hard to picture why a sequel would exist to this. <laughs> Well, it's kind of just like one of those things where it's like, what happened to these people? Yeah. But it seems like what does happen isn't something that I would really want to know about. (laughs) I'm curious. I believe that the sequel is also based on a novel that was a sequel to the book. So I should try to track down the book maybe and see how how that is. Texasville? Is that what it is? Yeah. That's the name of the movie. I don't know if the book is the same name or not. But um, yeah, I mean... Honestly, if I mean I know I say this a lot, but I mean if I was gonna make like a top twenty five list, I think this would probably be in my top oh, yeah. twenty five. This is a great movie. Films. I I highly recommend it. It's <laughs> You were playing uh the hold steady before we started recording. It's like 
is every the hold steady song about the last picture show <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah yeah i mean i don't know it's just it's it's a special movie that like did you mention a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes I don't know if no. you said that at the beginning, but um, well, I mean, it's kind of with those old movies, though. It's yeah. kind of it's not really the same. Hard to they, say. The, yeah. It's hard to pull all reviews from back. Right. Then. Um, I think they're only taking the ones that end up published on the internet. Well, I was reading, and I, I've only ever seen this Criterion Collection version of it, but I think isn't it that the uh, pool hall scene with JC and that older creep that was not in the theatrical cut? I don't think. It wasn't? I don't know. I'd have to go back and check now, but I thought that that was... Or maybe it was just cu- I, I cut I thought down. that was like a scene that like I knew about even before I ever saw this on Well, Blu-ray. I don't know how early he put out like a director's cut of this. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Could be. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was like post-sexual revolution and everything, and there was a lot more nudity in films and stuff starting in the late six- 60s into the 70s. But... Yeah, I mean, this could easily come out now and be just your standard R-rated movie, but it was yeah. a lot of kind of like shocking things, and not even just like the nudity, but more just like the social taboos going on. Right, weren't something that were there. It was this was more of like a smutty kind of material that you didn't really see in like mainstream movies, but it was it was definitely this was like one of those big '70s movies that kind of changed American filmmaking. Yeah, there's and, certainly like a lot of unique kind of scenes happening here. Uh, the, this was it, definitely considered at first, at, you know, when Bogdanovich was first, you know, approached with this novel, oh, and yeah, they were. It was kind of considered an unfilmable movie because just because of the more of like the standards of the times, not necessarily that anything in the book is super complicated to film but like just what the subject matter was but and yeah just such a great portrayal of uh small town americana just uh the culture of how human beings interact in these like little versions of communities it's yeah i mean it's kind of it works as like a you know a cold splash of reality as to what people were really doing and how people really are versus like the clean scrub down version yeah. that you would normally see in movies where it would right, act right. like people would talk and act in ways that weren't real and they wouldn't show you like kind of the underbelly I mean you know not unlike maybe like a a David Lynch film like Blue Velvet or oh, like yeah. even like Twin Peaks or something where there's like a whole thing kind of going on beneath the surface. It's like, you know, the coach is having an affair or he's gay or whatever's going on and he's not really a good husband. And so his wife has these sexual desires and wants to have an affair. And it it ends up being with a with a much younger guy who's still in high school. And, you know, kids in high school are having uh, skinny dip parties and you know losing their virginity and girls are getting topless in the front seat of a truck and guys are going down to Mexico and there's prostitutes that they know about even if they are like big monsters yeah <laughs> it's just like you know Seemed like a fun time <laughs> um yeah I do like how the some of the boys are like saying that like fucking a heifer would be preferable to this prostitute speaking of and I mean, they're now speaking that we from talk experience about this, i mean 
it is a trope that just occurred in so many movies where uh, high school boys were going to get prostitutes as a group. It's like, can you imagine ever doing that? Well, we had like the internet, you know. Yeah, we didn't. It's I I, I don't. But I do think a, it is I'm like terrified of prostitutes. <laughs> well, in the fifties, when this is taking place, like there weren't really as many STDs, right. and this was not like some prostitute they didn't know. This was like, but I feel this, like this was same a, woman was like the waitress at the a trend that kind of continued uh, into the eighties and even the nineties, where it's like you'd see movies where. Uh, a group of dudes were like getting a prostitute for one of their friends or something. I don't know. Yeah, Just don't a know. weird thing that I can't ever imagine doing. <laughs> you know what? Let's go do it <laughs> right now. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that'll do it for the last picture show. Um, I don't know if we're going to get much better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure our, our listeners are thrilled with this episode. Right. You know what? Honestly, people... Because of the way things worked out, we watched this movie like two weeks ago, and we're trying to remember it, (laughs) and it got a little jumbled and all over the place. Tried to do it justice, but yeah, I mean, maybe we should have spent a little bit more time with the supplemental features on the Blu-ray, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Go listen to an audio commentary of it. Yeah, like we said, uh, I think we're going to do one more regular episode, and then we're going to jump back into some of the listener requests. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, follow the show on Twitter at GreatestPod. Um, if you're not subscribed yet, please do so on iTunes. Yeah, we I do wish like that our podcast was available on other podcast no. formats, but I don't really know how to do that. That's something that uh, we could really look into. Seems some matter at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 we have our very small but loyal group of listeners. I don't yeah. think we're going to get much bigger. It fluctuates a little bit. If you don't people, have iTunes, then Yeah, what are you even doing? Then? People, please. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want. Uh, the and Purple Podcast. Podbean. We're on Podbean. So go on there. <laughs> yeah. the anyway. Great. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah, I think spread the word. Yeah. I mean, come on. We, we really put a lot of effort into these episodes. I mean, the least you can do. <laughs> yeah, we had to, like, wait for your computer to update. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. All right. So that'll do it. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.
I once accidentally downloaded a Lumineers song. I had to throw away my whole computer just to be safe.